Hello and welcome to Morlocks, a Let's Experiment podcast about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters in Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm Lexa White, your host, and with me today is Nate from the Gamers Guild. How are you doing today, Nate? Uh, I am doing well and excited to uh, to talk about one of my long-forgotten but still kind of uh, favorite characters to put on the table. And I am very excited for that. But first, would you mind doing a little bit of introducing yourself for people who may not know you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I am Nate from the Gamers Guild, as we've already addressed. Uh, I have a small YouTube channel uh, that covers lots of aspects of Marvel Crisis Protocol. We have some battle reports, character reviews, the occasional tier list, and tactical talk and stuff as well. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I spend way too much time thinking about Marvel Crisis Protocol. I do too at this point. Um, And who have you brought for us today? Uh, today, I want to talk about the not-so-jolly green giant in Hulk. Yes, our first six-pointer, if I remember correctly. Uh, absolutely. So, he is, uh, he oh, he came out alongside MODOK, and they were the first two size 4 characters also, if I remember correctly. Yep, nope, they came out uh, alongside the, the core set, uh... And they they came out with uh, basically a couple of big pieces to add to your core set with Hulk and Modok. One mm-hmm. for the good guys, one for the bad guys. Yep. Um, and he's a real interesting character, and I think that is defined both by his shortcomings and his interesting advantages. And his biggest shortcoming, for sure, is his defensive stats. 2-2-3 two, two, is not pretty. Uh, it's not. It's helped a little bit by his uh, whopping 20 stamina, uh, which is just a, a gigantic number. Mm-hmm. But when when your defenses are so low that you might as well be rolling air, uh, it, it, you're really just depending on your opponent's dice being bad. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and he also, but his very big, interesting... Uh, power is that he can roll so many dice. Yeah, his, uh, you won't like me when I'm angry, which is iconic for Hulk as he gets stronger, as he gets more damaged, uh, is add one die to this character's attack rolls for every three damage it has. Mm-hmm. Uh, the major downside of that, though, is if this character would flip its stat card to the injured side, it is KO'd instead. So yep. he, he doesn't have an injured side. Yep. Um, and then he has, he only moves short, but he gets, that's a deceptively long distance. I think it's about the same as a small base character moving medium. Yep. Um, so, so he is somewhat mobile, but not really. He, he gets more hung up on terrain than most characters because he is on a large base. Um, yep. He is helped in this regard by Gamma Leap, which allows him to place within two. And he has a big giant throw. Uh, yep. And it's only uh, two power, which is really nice. Uh, yep. Just hurl a size four terrain piece or character. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does not have a boulder, so he has power issues. Uh, to say the least. Um, he's at a flat three put on. And then... But he does have mixed damage types, which is really nice, and he has a little bit of control on his two physical attacks and a beam for his energy attacks. So it's he's 
he's a character of high highs and low lows, I would say. Yes. Uh, the, the low is low, but the high is uh, a ceiling like none other in MCP. Yep. Um, and Hulk brings along with him, at this point, I think it's three tactics cards. Yes, with the new Agents of Smash, yes. Yes. Um, Though I think we're not really going to worry about um, uh, anger management. No, I I have had some people tell me that they they love it, they've had success with it. Uh, I just... It's not for for me, it's not to my tastes. Uh, It's a way to give Hulk power... But you're only transferring power, so it's not like he gets free power. It's, hey, here's Hawkeye. Hawkeye's going to give Hulk three power, but he's also going to give Hulk three damage, which just, uh, that payoff is not great. Mm-hmm. But he also has probably one of the jankiest, most fun cards in the game. What, two of them uh, actually at this point? You know what? I will say that one of them is kind of janky fun, and the other one is uh, maybe the reason he had to be six threat because it's such a powerful effect. Yes. So the powerful effect that I think is going to be used for really janky is is the reason he's getting brought a lot of the time at this point is gamma launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a is an active card, but does not have to be doing his activation. He can move someone within to range five from their current position for three power. Yep. Which is something I want to base a really dumb thing around. All right, hit me with it. So, I've been thinking about this for a while, and I want to do a 15 threat team of Hulk, She-Hulk, and Agent Widow. All right. Tell me more. And you are taking Gamma Launch, Dune Prophecy, All You've Got, and Agents of Smash, and then whatever your other restricted card is. Alright. Because you can do Gamma Launch at any point during an activation. A, a friendly activation. And one of the big problems with a Widow Bomb style attack. So, so we're talking about Widow Bomb, which is... Um, Okay, I'm going to break this down for people who don't know because it, it had a spike in popularity a while ago, but hasn't shown up recently because uh, two point whatever has been has been like the more value piece. Mm-hmm. So, Doom Prophecy is a card where you pay three power, and then until uh, the end of the turn, uh, end of the round, you get plus uh, you you lose your defense. Uh, how do we explain? You, you lose your physical defense value for the rest of the any game. defense rolls. Yep, uh, but, but for that turn, you get to add uh, your physical defense value to any of their physical attacks. Yes. So Agent Widow specifically has four physical defense, so you're getting a four die boost out out of this for three power, and she has atta- uh, small attacks that attack twice per action. So you end up rolling 32 dice in two actions. And then you can... And each of those attacks inherently gains the power. So you always have four power to all you've got and get another two actions out of it. The problem with this can be you 
end up killing off all of your, uh, all of your, uh, any everyone around you, uh, while still having actions remaining. So it's this idea of like, you set off the bomb and then you pick it up and throw it across the board so it can hit more targets when it runs out of targets around it. Yeah, and uh, one of the the really nice things uh, about this crazy strategy that you've concocted is because Doom Prophecy has to be played at the very beginning of a round, Mm -hmm. so before any characters have activated, it's the only time to play it, uh, Widow is inherently vulnerable from that point. Uh, But with this Gamma launch, you cannot have priority and still pull this play off uh, by keeping her kind of towards the back, out of range of just getting destroyed and then when it comes time you can just launch her forward yes you have that you also have a uh bodyguard in she hulk to protect her um i i think it's a really dumb and fun way to do this but i think it also could be really effective Mm -hmm. um so that's one possible direction to go but that's a commitment of four tactics cards into our roster at the very beginning. Uh, also, you don't have to bring the agents to Smash. I mean, it's fun. Yeah, but, but if I'm bringing, I'm, if we're bringing both Hulk and <laughs> She-Hulk, I want to throw size five. Let's be honest. <laughs> All right, let, let's say it's in your roster, but if you don't see a piece of tra- size terrain five on the board, you, you, you can leave to. it at home. Yeah, but I, I, I think that unique gameplay opportunity is really good and also in our current meta I think size 5 terrain is going to be valued on tables a lot because mm-hmm. you can avoid the likes of Magneto and stuff who are who can only throw up to size 4 yep uh, have mercy on us if we get more size uh, 5, five uh, oh, just increase the value brace, uh, of, of brace for impact uh, it certainly will. Uh, and the other one, uh, another card I was thinking about is something that I have, we have, I have realized is very powerful with the the uh, gamma people is patch up. Mm-hmm. I think patch up is the preferred uh, healing card for the gamma people. Yep. Uh... Between med pack and patch up, because they can just they they can actually really effectively use all five points of healing from patch up. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more worthwhile bringing for sure. Yeah. So that's uh, that's just one threat value though. Do you do you have anywhere you would like to go with Hulk? Uh, so personally, one of my favorites is also at fifteen, and it's a combo that I have been playing since the very beginning of the game. Ooh. Uh, and that is Red Skull, Modok, and Hulk. Ooh, putting him into the the uh, enemy faction, being a cabal member. Uh, absolutely, I think uh, I think from the earlier days, uh, Hulk has had a much better time with the cabal uh, because the discount from Captain America is nice. Mm-hmm. But making all of his attacks be able to generate him a little bit of power, which is one of those detriments that he uh, he struggles with, uh, is really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can use the Gamma Launch to get MODOK up the board very quickly. Red Skull helps with them both of their mobility issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on these lower threat totals, uh, you, you just have less 
your opponent has less threat that's able to deal out the damage that makes which is really Hulk's weak point is just being out activated and out damaged. Well, if you're a character, your opponent's only running four characters, uh, the likelihood of him just being able to get targeted down drops significantly, I feel like. Yes. And this brings me to a very interesting potential. Uh, let me double check my. Yeah, very potentially interesting team of a 14 of Red Skull Hulk Enchantress. Yeah, that could be gross. Yeah, because you know you're playing Senators, and then it's just like, you throw Enchantress at whoever has the Senator, and then she can steal it and walk away. And it... Uh, she she would need to find a way to get a power somewhere, so I guess Advanced R&D will do it. Or, you know, land, beam someone who, who is holding the Senator, so they have one less defense die. Yeah, no, I guess if you just start them both in the middle, uh, you're able to toss her to the point where she's able to move, attack, get the guaranteed power, and pick up the senator. Yeah. Oh, that's that's not nice. Well, and if you move, uh, in, uh, if, yeah, yeah, no, it, it seems mean. And you can move Enchantress forward a little so you have more range on your Gamma Launch. Uh, because it's, uh, Gamma Launch is drawn from the target's position, not Hulk's position. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can, like, activate Red Skull first, move Enchantress forward uh, to the edge of range 2 from Hulk, down the center of the table, so you have more sweeping range. Yeah. That'll, uh, that, that work really nicely, and, uh... Yeah, you're just able to keep uh, keep passing until the the opportunity has struck. Because if you're only bringing three characters uh, on average, I feel like your opponent's going to be running at least four, if not try to spam out five at fourteen. Uh, unless you're going against the kill list. Yep, unless uh, which I guess is a, another pretty viable strategy if you're going uh, fourteen threat yeah. and uh, you're trying to play the objective because the senator obviously is. His own special incinerate condition, basically. Yes, that stacks with incinerate. Yep. Which is always very fun for a green goblin. He certainly doesn't mind it. So I think the direction we're kind of settling on is that Cabal uh, Hulk with some of the new Cabal tools. And some of the old Cabal tools. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's get Red Skull in there. Let's get Gamma Launch in there because I think that is the thing we we are really loving. Um, and then we were talking about Enchantress and Modok. I feel really yep. weird about putting Modok into a list, but it fits. Um, let's see who else is new into since the last time, since the early days. Who else is new into the Cabal? Well, if we're doing, I mean, you you got the whole brotherhood that you could add in. So Mystique's a, a character yeah. that could uh, deception somebody into Hulk that yeah. wasn't expecting to have to uh, take some smacks from him. And the interesting thing about uh, 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 Mystique is if we're going for a um, bomb package, which I don't think we are considering we're doing the Cabal about. But Mystique is a secondary bomb. 
Yeah, so if you uh, you, you could you could force the uh, the bomb and just bring both of them yeah. at a, a that, higher threat. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Sixteen and up. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you really want to go wild, you can go triple bomb and bring Punisher as well. But that's a little extreme. So it's a little excessive, and then at that point, you're uh, it's it's hard to build affiliation as well. I feel like. Yeah. No, I know. I knew of some people talking about building Triple Bomb in Brotherhood with Mystique affiliation. Because you run Mystique, Sabretooth, and Toad as an 11 point core. Or, sorry, no. Let me do my math again. Seven, nine. As a nine point core. And then you add the six points of, uh, 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 Agent Widow and uh, Punisher, and that's your team. I kind of like it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a uh, it's a it's a bit crazy, but it's also kind of fun. Yeah. But that's for another show. Indeed. Um. So yeah. So we have Sabretooth in here now. Who is a real interesting figure? I don't think we want to. I think we want to go medium on our threat values going forward. I don't think we want Magneto in this list. No, I think uh, that would just be stacking too many high threat characters. Yep, uh, I would fully agree. Uh, and, and something else, and it's not necessarily something to to throw all into the the same place, but it it might be feasible. Uh, is uh, I guess there's not very many other... We don't have any other defenders in the list yet, do we? No, I don't think so. So currently we just have uh, Hulk, Red Skull, Modok, Enchantress. Yeah, so you've got plenty of Cabal. I feel like if you if you wanted to do a second affiliation, Defenders is definitely a great home for Hulk. Mm-hmm. Let's see, so... Modok, uh... And you could you could probably fill out uh, a team. Enchantress doesn't mind being in Doctor Sh- with Doctor Strange because of her beam attack. So, another one that I'm looking at that we actually have a relatively easy crossover with is Criminal Syndicate. And yeah, it's you're always healthy, and you're putting up. Hey, can you do twenty to get to this point? And, or sacrificing two people for Hulk to smack around at a later point in time. Yeah, and the other thing, and this could be, I would need to do the math on it, but on a Gamma Wave scenario, you could probably move Hulk and another person up the board and leave whoever it is as your last activation. And then when they move off of it, and they only have like one person left to go, uh, you can gamma launch whoever you went up with Hulk with onto their back point. So it gives yeah yeah, and we already have Modok and a Kingpin Modok Hulk team. It seems like a pretty good fifteen. Uh, I would dare argue so. Yeah. I I and and really uh. That that's where you want Hulk to be able to shine. You don't want him uh, 
on any of these higher threat levels because it, it just makes him more vulnerable mm-hmm. and you don't really want him on any of these spread out objectives. Yeah. Uh, so, so gamma is, is probably the best place to, uh, yeah, I think gamma, I think gamma and senators are going to be the first two things we put into our, our, our crises. Yeah. Um, and then there's going to be some questions beyond that. So, Gamma Wave, the one that came with him is good for him. Imagine that. It's like they synergize things. Yes. There is one high threat uh, scenario I, I would consider, though. Okay. And it's one that recently got announced called Terrigen Sweeps Across the Country. Because mm. he is an immune to poison boy. He is, uh, along with the rest of the Inhumans, immune to poison. Hulk is guaranteed that one power. Uh, and kind of does make him uh, uniquely suited for the objective. Uh, but that one's a, a 20 bomb, isn't it? Yeah, which is kind of the way. Yeah, because at that point, uh, there's there's two missed canisters, if I remember correctly. Yep. So that's going to be 10 threat uh, on one of those on average from your opponent. Mm-hmm. So I'm just imagining it's like, oh, yeah, here's your friends, Hulk. Here's Killmonger, Valkyrie, and uh, let's go with Crystal because she's a three threat. And that's uh, that's 10 threat that Hulk is suddenly facing down and crying about, I feel like. Yeah. Um. Other things, but the uh, the other nice thing is if you have priority, you can always uh, choose the threat value. So maybe you get uh, that one as your secure, but then you get a maybe a, a sixteen extraction objective. Mm-hmm. Uh, suddenly becomes a lot more viable for sure. Yeah, if, if you're playing it to for the scenario, not for the point value, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking across yeah. your opponent and they're like, "We have Wakandan orb." Uh, Montesi formula and senators. Like, okay, cool. Let me pick this twenty oh. threat scenario and play at seventeen or below. Yep, Hulk. Uh, Hulk would not mind that. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're going the uh criminal syndicate route, I would point out Taskmaster as a pretty solid include. Um, he makes just team building easier across the board and he's just straight up affiliated in Criminal Syndicate. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a pretty easy come in and he's also just tanky like nobody's business. Um, I'm not sure if we want to give a um, I'm not sure if we want to give him a bodyguard or not. Do we just want Hulk to take it, or do we want to alleviate the stress? You, if so, I think the one to add is definitely a Koye. Yeah. Uh, being a little bit cheaper, uh, she's very efficient, but you, you, you don't want to dedicate uh, Hulk with like a, a Captain America. Yeah. Uh, Cap, Cap's great for Hulk, but you're at that point. It's a ten threat juggernaut and. Uh, that can get his defenses uh, stripped away with a, a push or a throw, and things go bad from there. Yeah. 
Um, man, who else? I think we want at least one more of each of Cabal and Crime Syndicate just for when we get forced into those higher point values. Or one more Crime Syndicate. I think we can get away with having Taskmaster as our fourth Cabal. Yeah, I think uh, I think Taskmaster fits nicely. Oh wait, Kingpin uh, is also a Cabal member. I keep forgetting that. Yep, he uh, he checks both not boxes uh, pretty nicely. Um, I I almost want to say Baron Zemo. He's just such a, a great three threat character. Uh, well, can provide rerolls and. I I was looking for uh uh just list building wise. I want another criminal syndicate member. Yeah, and and he's not. Nope. And so I'll, I'll, then I start looking at, uh, at Crossbones because he's able to play in both affiliations. Uh, the other one that also plays in both affiliations and a character I love and think is underrated <laughs> is Bullseye. <laughs> yeah, Bullseye could uh, could slot in there well. Um. Huh. That's uh that, that's tough between the two because I feel like Crossbones and Bullseye are both. Uh, underrated uh, a little bit yeah but i think since we're playing hulk and it and we have modok and kingpin i want a medium mover in affiliation <laughs> i want i don't want more small uh, short uh, short movers that is uh that is fair yeah uh so yeah no i think uh combining all of the the pieces of the puzzle well i guess let, let's uh if we break down threat totals right now for we're, we're doing crime syndicate mm -hmm. uh you do we've got kingpin yeah so for uh it would be 10 point package of kingpin and hulk and then we would be bringing we you don't got taskmaster yes but that would leave us a point off for 14 yep um so at 14 i think we want to go with that um hulk enchantress kingpin uh Sorry. Hulk, Enchantress, Red Skull uh, team for Senators. I think that both has some really, really good control options if we're playing something like uh, 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 Gamma Wave alongside it. Mm -hmm. And it also has some real fighty energy if we're stuck with like a Demon's Downtown. Yeah, absolutely. You can uh, Enchantress with her beam attacks will still be able to, to pile up damage pretty well. Uh, Hulk has his own beam attack and just kind of excels in the in the scrum, so to speak. And Red Skull Spender actually does really well to uh, set up uh, beam attacks. Mm-hmm. Um. Right. And also stuns people, which yes. is also rude. Yes, also very rude. Um, 15, I think we have the two options of the Hulk, Modoc, Red Skull play, or Hulk, Modoc, Kingpin play, if we if we want to go that direction. Mm -hmm. um, and I think for 15, you want to go Hulk, Modoc, Kingpin. Just for... Yeah. Really make them come at you. Yeah, no, I guess uh, Kingpin uh, kind of trumps my uh, my now outdated uh, Red Skull Cabal uh, lineup there because Hulk just getting to count as two on the back point where he can pretty easily get to, or he can just 
toss Modok to is uh real scary. Oh man. Yep. That's uh I got to I got to go try this now. <laughs> uh, but then going up the chain uh at 16 points we would be looking at Hulk Enchantress Red Skull no, that doesn't work. We would need a second three in there. Um, so we could go like either Hulk Kingpin or Hulk Red Skull, um, Taskmaster, and then in, in affiliation three. Yeah. Um, so that could be Mystique for the Cabal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be uh, either Crossbones or Bullseye for both of them. Yep. Fills out to. Uh... Both categories. Mm-hmm. And can I just say it's a travesty that Mystique, who is like totally a criminal mastermind, it's... is not in the crime syndicate. <laughs> well, I think it's as much that she doesn't play well with Kingpin and the New York scene. That's probably fair. But like Kingpin wouldn't even know. She would just be like, oh yeah, I'm Hammerhead. Yes. <laughs> but uh, she would never no, I openly think... affiliate with him, is I think the difference. <laughs> yeah. Um, 17, I think, is where we get into some real interesting lists. Because that would be like Hulk, Red Skull, Enchantress, Taskmaster. Right? 10 plus 7. That's a real scary list. Yep, able to play uh, both a little, has some control elements. Yes, surprisingly durable, at least in the early game. Uh, it's one where you'll, you're going to either want to finish off your opponent's models very quickly or score a lot of points quickly uh, because Enchantress's longevity in a game is uh, is numbered well, uh, because you do, do you know about the Red Skull Enchantress trick? Uh, I'm going to go with no. So, if someone, if you keep Red Skull Enchantress as a duo going around, if anyone attacks Red Skull, um, the timing, uh, you can hail Hydra onto Enchantress, and the timing window to spend for, to lower her defense dice has already passed, so you have to deal with her mystic defense. Yeah. That's a that's a cool way. I I have been playing the the opposite side of that, where uh, she's like in a force or with Captain America, mm-hmm. and they have to uh, decide if they're going to pay two. And then if they pay two, it's just like cool. I'll bodyguard it then. Yeah, and then going up a threat value to eighteen, you get Hulk. Uh, what Hulk Red Skull Kingpin Enchantress? Oof. Or, for for big cabal, yeah, uh, yeah. Or Hulk, Kingpin, Modok, Taskmaster. I kind of like that one a, a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, if we're if we're forcing Hulk, uh, but I think uh, I think seventeen is probably the max you want to play Hulk at, unless. Uh, Unless your your threat totals are just adding up really weird, which is hopefully what we're able to avoid here. Yeah. Because uh, 18 and up is where Hulk's uh, potential to just get dogpiled on and way too quickly for him to be able to respond mm-hmm. uh, can certainly stack up. So, and I think... Um, does 
either of these teams have big AoEs. Because if, if you're getting dogpiled on, why not let him go down and AoE everybody afterwards? Do we have a big beam we can throw at this? Uh, yes, between uh, w- with the likes of Modoc and Enchantress uh, a- as useful uh, tools, Enchantress's beam will, uh, I think, certainly satisfy that condition. And uh, Modoc with his uh, chair of doom, yeah, uh, I think can uh, can qualify as sufficient AOE. So yeah, it's well, I think we are we are going to value lower threat values. Um, I think we should still be prepared to play at higher threat values. And the list is trying to show off Hulk, even if it's not going to go well because it's 20 threat. But we're going to go fair. for it. And I think, I think there's some interesting play. I, I'm a little sad that Shadow Organization only is for Criminal Syndicate members. Yeah, being able to uh, to just let Hulk uh, dump some of his power after he got, starts getting beat up into it would be uh, very nasty. Well, no, uh, Shadow Organization is the Super Stealth card. Oh, I was thinking of... Uh, all According to Plan. All According to Plan, yeah. But, like, Super Stealth on Hulk? Yeah, he yeah. certainly wouldn't mind that. Stop, yeah. uh, stop from getting uh, picked on by characters like Hawkeye and stuff, for mm-hmm. sure. So, yeah. so a weird question is, how many more haymakers do we want to throw into this list? Because I think, I think with with another three, which I'm I'm leaning towards Bullseye just because of his utility for both sides of the equation, but we could definitely do separate threes for for either side. How many do we want to throw in another haymaker character and really keep a low count and high player counts? You you definitely want to try to be maintaining priority. I feel like mm-hmm. when you're when you're playing with uh, Hulk in general, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so I I kind of like the idea of just continuing to load up on Haymaker style characters. Uh, and the other thing with Hulk is you're you're not really going to be able to add too much out of affiliation. Uh, support and still have these affiliation bonuses, which are so important. Yes. Uh, so, what, what did we uh, what did we come up with for 18? You've got uh, Hulk, Red Skull, Enchantress. Kingpin. Kingpin. Yeah. Red Skull can kind of help out with Kingpin's mobility. I kind of like it. I can jive with it. Or start you can start giving it. out hammers to Enchantress and let things go crazy. Yeah, or you can go Hulk, Kingpin, Taskmaster, or other three, um, other affiliated three, and Aquae. And go five wide at 18. Alright, so hear me out. We do Taskmaster, Modoc, Hulk, Kingpin. Oh, yeah, that does seem like a fun list. <laughs> that would, uh, because, I mean, you still have the gamble launch for Modoc. Just put him into position and let him uh, start doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Taskmaster is an extremely durable uh, three-threat character. Or if, if, depending on the setup, the secure, maybe you want to gamble launch Kingpin onto a back point. Yeah, get uh, 
getting Kingpin into a point where he will be useful earlier than round two would be great because Modok can still move up and uh, start pinging in damage. Worst case scenario. So yeah, I think uh, I think eighteen is uh, pretty well covered in both affiliations. Yes. Um, and then nineteen, we have Hulk, Red Skull, Modok. Is that would be fifteen? So we get four more Enchantress, which just seems mean. Or, oh my goodness! That or, then it suddenly becomes a sneaky control list with uh, all the movement shenanigans. Yeah, ew. or Taskmaster Quay instead of, um, you go Hulk, Red Skull, um, Taskmaster Okoye Enchantress. Yeah, no, that doesn't work out. Yes, it does because I keep forgetting Enchantress is Cabal affiliated. Yep, but she's not A Force affiliated. I will protest it till the day that she is. But, but she she's not a good guy. Uh, neither is Black Cat. They they both kind of play that like middle ground, and she she's on the roster and the comic and stuff. Black... I don't know. I'm just gonna complain about it. Black Cat <laughs> is more of a tweener than Enchantress. They're they're both on that like grayish line. Enchantress probably a little bit closer to the dark side. Yes. Um. So yeah, I think uh, we do have room for a really dumb option at 20 points to All just right. bring the beef of Hulk, Kingpin, Taskmaster are unresolved three that we're going to throw in there for affiliation purposes and Black Dwarf. All right, why Black Dwarf? Um, he's a bodyguard that is that can play up with Hulk, but doesn't really need to. He's a lot of beef, which the twenty point scenarios right now are Terrigen Myth and um alien uh, and alien ships. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've heard Black Dwarf becoming just a mainstay of Criminal Syndicate in general, just because of how tanky he is. And if this, it's fair. And a 10-point side of Black Dwarf Hulk, I think, is a real scary thing to go into, even with, like, a Killmonger and a Valkyrie. Because both of those are very squishy characters, so if either one of them survives and one of them is going to survive, that side is just gone. Yeah. That could, uh... That could be really interesting. Just the because Black Dwarf is a uh, an absurdly tanky character. Like Valkyrie with a full ten power isn't guaranteed to uh, to bring him down, mm-hmm. uh, even with even with average rolls, uh, which is what makes him uh, just such a nasty piece on the board. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of good synergies there with Criminal Syndicate, like you already talked about. Uh, and him and Hulk uh, could pair really well together with his uh, pseudo-bodyguard, yeah. Yeah, and like it also prevents a um, a Killmonger from going off. Because if they come mm-hmm. in to take care of Killmonger with an use of the throne, you just intimidating presence the Killmonger. 
It makes positioning yep. for that really, really difficult. Yep, just keep the the two buddies side by side, and mm-hmm. uh, Killmonger has to to do some finagling to to make sure that he uh, he lands where he needs to. And if you and Gamma launching a black dwarf just seems fun. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, that... and and that's one of Black Dwarf's main problems is getting up the board, and usually has to rely on like the tactic card mothership or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gamma launch fixes that problem in the same way. And also, it's you have two size four characters on a side of the board. Unless you're sure, you're not getting out of there. And if you're sure, you're getting a black dwarf into your face off of gamma launch. Yep. You just uh, you just got to hope your opponent's not running Thor. Yeah. Or Ronan. Both of those would be bad. Uh, Ronan has a size four spell. He does. On his uh, hammer strike or something or another. Uh, oh right, it's it's a wild throw, which is why I don't, which is why I'm not as worried about it because it's not consistent. I uh, it, it's not, but I, and I think that's kind of also what makes uh, Thor's Thor more dangerous. It's not the the superpower throw, but it's the potential for, hey, like. Black Hulk or uh, Black Dwarf bodyguards Hulk. Cool. Thor just throws Black Dwarf into Hulk as a result. Yeah. Uh, and those kind of uh, effects are are very potent, as I can attest to uh, having my Ronan just pummel Magneto with a Black Dwarf. Sounds sounds enjoyable. It it was it was short lived, but it was. Uh, so yeah, I mean and. Honestly, Ronan's not taken too often. You're maybe a little bit more likely to see Thor. Yeah. Um, but in in that case, if you see her going up against Asgardians, uh, play, play smart. Don't yeah. don't put them on the same side of the table or something like. Just mm-hmm. yeah. Or you know, force them to th- low threat values. Yep. Bring uh, bring in the lower threat values, and then at that point, uh, like yes, you're still bringing Hulk, but maybe. Black Dwarf isn't really in the picture at that point because you are trying to maintain affiliation and Hulk eats up so much of that uh, oh, threat yeah. potential. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we have room for one character left right now. And we currently have Hulk, Red Skull, Modoc, Enchantress, Kingpin, Taskmaster, Okoye, Bullseye, and Black Dwarf. Ah... <sighs> This is, uh, the, you, most of the boxes are checked. All the threat totals can be played, mm-hmm. uh, and with Hulk, no less. So you're, you, you've got a pretty good amount of diversity. Uh, the, the one thing that comes to mind is like, man, Wong would be great, but you would only be replacing Okoye with Wong. So that doesn't, uh, yeah. it doesn't really make sense to add Wong into the lineup as it currently stands. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we currently have an out of affiliation two and an out of affiliation four. So at nineteen, we would have room for an out of affiliation three, if there's one yeah. that jumps out as an out of affiliation three. Um, and I mean, like you, you can always say Shuri, give Hulk some dice consistency, get some pushes going on. It is uh, is not going to be bad. I think Shuri is. 
I am not a big fan of Shui on Demons Downtown, which is the current 19. Yeah. Major 19. Um, and... Because, well, there's also a Citizen's Evac, right? Yeah, Citizen's Evac is the, um, extract. I tend to build towards... This is personal philosophy. I tend to build towards the situations of the secures at a point value because um, they're what you're going to be playing around most of the game. And if you're playing at an odd... If you're not playing at the point value of the secure, then then you're at a weird point anyway. I find the secure is generally the point value that you're playing at. If that makes sense. Hmm. Uh, you know, I haven't uh, really specifically paid attention or noticed uh, which uh, which was the more common, but that's uh, that's something I'll definitely be interested to look at. Yeah, this is personal experience, though, so it may be extremely flawed confirmation bias, but it's how I'm building currently. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, um, let's see if you're if you're if you're focused on. Demons and a out of affiliation three. Uh, I'm I'm liable to just always uh, put Valkyrie into the mix because she's able to throw characters onto uh, the incinerate portals if you're trying to get them on there, mm-hmm. uh, while obviously also being able to take full advantage of your opponents being incinerated in ways that, while Shuri can do the kind of same thing with the the pushing. Uh, she's not able to take advantage of your opponents being incinerated like Valkyrie can. Yeah. Um, uh, and in the same vein, if you if you just wanted to put another affiliated three instead, uh, you could just put Zemo in there. Yeah, uh, Zemo's real good. Add, add some some diversity, and he and Valkyrie uh, have a lot of similar characteristics. Uh, basically, he's a little bit more consistent on his dice, but doesn't have the throw. Yeah. Um, the one that I'm going to bring up, and I don't think we'll go for it, but I, I really do love just in Criminal Syndicate in general, is Mr. Groot. Alright. This is not, I, I guess, if you're just going for the, the durability... Uh... Yeah. And it's just more healing, but I don't think we'll have him in enough to make him valuable, if that makes sense. Yeah. What if, uh, because we're running MODOK... Mm-hmm. What if we do Spider Gwen? Ooh, that is an interesting choice, and it also on Hulk, uh, a lifesaver on Hulk will not be bad. Yeah, no, like hey, Hulk now has access to Loki's trickster ability. That's fair. Yeah, I I like Spider Gwen, and let's uh, let's throw Gwen in there. Yeah, and she gives both control to push people onto the points, um, and. Uh, ways to get your characters off of the points. Mm-hmm. Which uh. can be uh, hugely satisfying and life-saving. Yes. So now we talk about cap- tactics cards. Um, we're taking Gamma Launch. We've already covered that. Um, yep. I think we're taking Patch Up, because I think it works great on both Hulk and MODOK. Yep. And just and Black Dwarf. Oh, God. Patch Up on Black Dwarf. Uh, and I think in a similar vein, the other restricted card, uh, you want to go with field dressing. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're playing... Which is almost stapled to Hulk's card at this point. Yeah. To some extent. I, I am... 
I'm not the biggest field pressing fan, but I'm also a Thanos player who likes my stuff on injured side, but for Criminal Syndicate, you definitely want field pressing. Yeah. Just be smart and don't use it uh, right at the end of the phase where on one of the extracts, uh, on one of the secures that will deal ping damage. Yep. So that's uh, that's three of our slots. Yep. And both of our restricted slots. Um, All right. Uh, so I want to point towards Cosmic Invigoration. Yep. It, uh, it, it works really well, those lower threat totals, and just getting the double activation out of uh, a Hulk or a MODOK is uh, really a scary. powerful effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I also want to bring up, um, pff, what is it called again? While you're thinking, and I might steal it, uh, Aim Lackeys is not- the one that I would like to... Not what I was thinking, but definitely something that goes in there because of uh, Modoc and giving an extra move is good. Uh, no matter the cost, I think it's really good on Hulk. Yep. Just get to get a free beam attack. Uh, dial in that and, dice total. And add an extra dice in there. Yep. Yeah, seems good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that leaves us two more slots. Uh, I'll I'll throw out just my one that I, I I really hope they don't put on the restricted list because I love it so much, and hopefully people don't like this card as much as I do. But I love disarm, uh, and it's going to be a valuable tool in keeping a Hulk alive as well. So I I I think disarm is very good, and another option, um, that may be putting us too much in the Modoc basket, but Psychic Fortress. Uh, I, I think that's. Uh, I think it, it, my only concern because we're bringing Modoc at fifteen. Yeah, is is nineteen twenty? Is we're not going to bring him enough to get the value off of it? Yeah, if we if we bring both of those, uh-huh. uh, it's. And granted, I, I, Aim Lackeys doesn't have a uh, a range restriction on it, so that's. Uh, will be a, a little bit more usable. Yeah. Uh, but the, the Psychic Fortress, if uh, if things end up being more spread out, and obviously you want uh, the the ball of Hulk, MODOK, and everything to be kind of all clumped up to to generate just that the death ball, basically. Yeah. Uh, in which case, the Psychic Fortress would come hugely in handy mm-hmm. uh, over the duration of a turn. But I, I think you're, you're there. There's a lot of eggs in that head of Modoc. Yeah, which I don't think is quite the right case. Um, yeah. Another thing that I've been loving recently, um, especially for characters that need to be protected, um, in factions in, in places where we have big hulky boys, is Mister Sacrifice. That's fair. Uh, the uh, the guaranteed bodyguard. Yes. Well, not a hundred percent guaranteed, because um, Mystique does exist. That's uh, that is true. The other option. It... Oh, one second. I need to do a check of a thing. Size four. Size four. 
Okay, that's phase two, phase two, phase three, phase four. How do you feel about a card named Smash? Yeah, I guess with the uh, if we're if we're running what all of the size four characters in the game, uh, yeah, maybe I think so. Wow, yeah, because might as well. Yeah, get plus three dice onto an attack. That's a lot of dice, and it's like it's solid on Hulk, but on like a Modok, that's really scary. Yeah. No, I think uh, I think that's a uh, a viable uh, option because even uh, even Black Dwarf can just make uh, brutal use of that, even just for his normal strike. Yeah. Um. And and uh, Black Dwarf and Modok get to have fun together, where you can um. No, you can't. Crap. I don't think you can enforce Oblivion off of a name lackeys, can you? Ah, uh, enforced Oblivion is an action to make a move action, and then yeah, an attack action. I don't, I don't think you're able to. Yeah, that's a little to disappointing. pull that quite off. That's a little disappointing, but there's still. But at the same time, how 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 absolutely janky broken would that be? <laughs> That's a nine-point tactic plus a tactics card combo with no affiliation crossover. It's true. I would be okay yeah. with Jinky Broken with that much of a tax. Yep, kind of like the uh, Agent of Smash tax. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think I think this is a really interesting list so far. We just have to deal with the crises. We have Gamma, uh, Gamma Wave and Mutant Extremis. Yep. Um, if we're looking, I think the maximum we want to go is 17, right? Yeah, if you want to you want to stay on that side, I would say uh, we'd probably want to go ahead and bring Demons. Okay. I'm uh, Just I'm... because that's uh, you, where enemies can be, uh, can be clumped up is where Hulk is going to Excel and honestly, Hulk probably doesn't care about being incinerated as much as his adversaries do because you're already relying on your opponent's dice being bad more than your dice being good. Yeah, yeah. And then I just I enjoy uh, Extremist three point I think for Criminal Syndicate, just getting that extra free heal out. Mm-hmm. Um from your crisis selection rather than any of your tactics or characters, I think it's really good. Yeah, I think that uh, that lines up nicely. Mm -hmm. So we just have two extracts. Um, I'm willing to go for the hook play. Yeah, Herb... Uh, herb can, uh, can work well. And even if you're not trying to actually score the Herb... Uh, just being able to uh, to gamma launch somebody up to the herb and be like, cool, this character now gets plus one extra attack dice. And uh, in the criminal syndicate list of Hulk, Kingpin, Modok, you can pass that up back to Hulk and then Hulk can go over to uh, the receptacle and just sit on it 
and go, come on, try and move me. Yeah, so you kind of you do actually have uh, some options for uh, scoring points as well, which is really nice uh, out of that. Yeah, so I think I don't think it's a turn one hub, but I think you could get a pretty solid turn two hub. And uh, I see, I'd say it seems likely. Yeah, and giving Hulk an immunity to stagger or uh, is really scary. Yeah, he uh, he will certainly appreciate that. Yeah, giving Hulk, Modok, or Kingpin immunity to stagger seems scary. Absolutely. Um. Uh. So that leaves us with one extract. Mm-hmm. Uh. I don't think the the Montesi formula really does anything. We've already got uh, Enchantress's beam. Hulk has his own beam attack. Yep. Uh, so there, there's not a huge advantage uh, to be playing it with the, the teams that we have. Uh, I kind of want to stay away from doing hammers because giving your, like, yes, it, it'll be awesome for Hulk to just roll that many more dice, but it also means that that many more dice can be rolled on him, mm-hmm. uh, which is something to, to definitely try to avoid. I uh, like cubes. Yeah, that'll work nicely. Gives Hulk more power, and he doesn't mind the damage because that turns into even more dice for him. Uh, Kingpin can reduce the damage from uh, cubes if he needs to, but it's also just... Kingpin with more power is also really fun. Um, With the Criminal Syndicate ability, you can stack all your cubes onto Hulk. And just have like a three-cube Hulk just ready to deal out. One second. Because uh, Kingpin gives out stagger. Hulk gives out stagger. What does the rest of... Do we have any other staggers? We have stun. Chantress can possibly give out stagger on rare chance. And Black Dwarf gives out stagger. Lots and lots of stagger. <laughs> Which is the best status condition in the game. So that's... Having cubes to really up the power gain of our crew means we can do a lot of these spenders that give out stagger a lot more often. Like, yeah. Kingpins is three, so that's, uh, like, every other turn, at, maybe every turn, if he can get a double attack off. Hulk's is four, so that's every turn he can get a, a Hulk smash off. Black Dwarf is four, so that's every other turn. Uh, Enchantress is three, so that's every turn with with the Asgard ability, but that's also a triple wild on seven dice. So you're more Uh likely to slow and stun. Uh, But yeah, no, I I think cubes is really fun on this. Yeah, I think cubes uh, lines up nicely, uh, damages your opponent's models when... When you're playing Hulk, uh, unless you've got that Enchantress and Modok combo in there as well, you're probably going for a little bit more of a killy list and not as much uh, control-oriented. So I think uh, that lines up really well with what we're wanting to do. Yeah. And there are some real interesting non-Hulk options we have accidentally created. Yeah, definitely. Along the way, with the we, we've got a huge variety of threat totals to work with, mm-hmm. two affiliations that have a lot of overlap. Uh, yeah. A lot of good ways to play it, I think. Oh yeah, 
and a lot of brutal, brutal Hulk teams. Yep. Uh, I'm actually going to go and find somebody to test out the, uh, the Gamma Crime Syndicate Hulk Modoc Kingpin uh, combo now. Yeah. Oh, that seems mean. Um, so let me save this quickly. And then I will send you the, the, the assemble code for you so you can nice and easy. Awesome. Um, but yeah, no, I think this is a really, really cool list. Um, and one more time for everyone just to be caught up on what we actually chose. Cause we did talk around some very different ideas in this episode that could be other directions to go. If we ever, if I ever revisit Hulk, which I will not be surprised if six months down the line, we're talking about Hulk again. Um, yep. but the team is Hulk, Red Skull, Modoc, Enchantress, Kingpin, Taskmaster, Aquae, Bullseye, Black Dwarf, Ghost Spider. And then for our tactics cards, we got Gamma Launch, Patch Up, Field Dressing, Cosmic Invigorate, Cosmic Invigoration, Aim Lackeys, No Matter the Cost, Disarm, and Smash. And then for Crisis, we got Mutant Extremis, uh, Wakanda Nob, Struggle for the Cube, Gamma Wave, Demons Downtown, and Riot Spark over Extremis 3.0. I think that is a super fun list that I cannot wait to try out. Yeah, no, I uh, I look forward to, to trying out some aspects of it and uh, getting it on the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think even just uh, while we have been talking, uh, another character that we, we probably could fill that to... Uh, Three slot unaffiliated uh, character uh, has just been revealed and uh, could do some absolute work in there. Oh, oh, really? I Indeed. Will have, we will have to look at that off the show. This is yes. really going to date the episode, <laughs> but that's okay. We're, we're, we're recording ahead. Welcome to the Magic Podcasting. Yep. Uh, so for those who are wondering, hey, why didn't you talk about Lockjaw? It's because we didn't know what he did yet. He came out uh, 40 minutes 20 ago. Minute, yeah, 20 minutes into us recording. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, welcome to the magic of podcasts. How are you doing? <laughs> so yes, um, so Nate, uh, as we head on out, uh, are there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, I guess, uh, again, just uh, my YouTube channel. i uh, got good stuff going on with that. Uh, and, yeah, watch uh, watch some videos, get out, play some games. Uh, the, the pandemic, I think, is we're slowly getting to a point where uh, games will actually be able to regularly be played in person, have events again, and I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. We're not quite there here. Um, but we are also a more cautious place than most. Um, but yeah. Um, and then if you want to track me down, I am Lexa White on all of the MCP discords and uh, Gigypt on all the non-MCP discords. If you want to hear me talk about TV, come visit gigypt.tumblr.com. And if you want to see me play something completely different, uh, Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, on twitch.tv slash games, I play custom Arkham Horror the card game. So, thank you very much for coming on here, Nate. 
Yeah, absolutely. And keep... It was a, a fun time. Absolutely. Glad you had fun. And keep experimenting, people. 